0: 925-377-STAR. You have a plan for your life. Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
1: I hear Santa's sleigh is coming to town. This is like my favorite time of year. How are you today? I'm hoping that you have not been too naughty and you've been mostly nice. That is what the key to a really fun Christmas is all about. Well, welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are. I am your host. I am Cynthia Bryan. And today's show is all about Santa Claus coming to town and all about The fun that we are going to have during this great holiday season. And of course, we want to make sure that everybody remembers that there is a reason for the season. So whatever that uh, you believe in and whatever you celebrate, that's what we want to celebrate with you as well. Today, we'll be going to go through the different twinkles and sparkles and igniting the lights that burn within it is our Christmas power party and we want to be ringing the bells of a jolly good time so thank you so much for joining me here live on star style be the star you are brought to you by be the star you are charity we are coming to you live from the voice America studios so sit back grab your cup of hot chocolate eat those yummy Christmas cookies And enjoy the rest of this uh, broadcast because we are going to be decorating house and tree. We're going to be making charitable Christmas gifts. We will bake pies. We will get the food for the feast. We'll wrap presents and hopefully we'll help orchestrate A great Christmas pageant for you, with the and break out that Christmas music with all of your loved ones. Oh my, what a big difference it's going to make! The miracle moment for today is made by Charles Dickens, the great. uh, well, he wrote about Christmas, didn't he? I will honor Christmas in my heart, and I will try to keep it there all year. and I think we want to too. So now it only makes a a little bit of time to make a difference for those that are in need. Small efforts, big impact, it the power of giving is in your hands. So please go to be dot org We're in the final week of December. And In fact, right now, if you uh, click on PayPal, they're adding another 1% to your donation, and you get a tax write-off. Be The Star You Are is still working on fire relief and Operation Disaster Relief for hurricanes, so we hope that you will be generous and do the best that you are able to help those in need. And on behalf of all of us from Be The Star You Are, we thank you. So what we're going to talk about in our segment one is, do you remember the wonderful story or the poem, I should say, The Night Before Christmas or Twas the Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark Moore? Well. There arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When, what, to my wondering eyes should appear, but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer. With a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen. On Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly. When they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop the coursers they flew with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then in a twinkling I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. And I drew in my head and I was turning around and down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed in all fur from his head to his foot and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. And a bundle of toys he had flung on his back, he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, oh how they twinkled, his dimples how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke had encircled his head like a wreath. laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose he sprang to his sleigh to his steam gave a whistle and away they all flew like the down of a thistle but i heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight happy christmas to all and to all a good night Well, how long has it been since you've heard the whole poem? It's actually called A Visit from St. Nicholas, and of course more commonly known as The Night Before Christmas or Twas the Night Before Christmas. And from its first line, that's where the twas the night before Christmas came. That poem was first published anonymously in 1823, and it was later attributed to Clement Clark Moore, who finally claimed authorship in 1837. Now, some commentators believe that the poem was written by Henry Livingston, Jr., but it seems that it has been uh, pretty much attributed to to Clement Moore. It was arguably the best-known verses ever written by an American, and is largely responsible for some of the conceptions of Santa Claus that started happening about the mid nineteenth century and goes on till today. It has had such a massive impact on the history of Christmas gift giving and, of course, the commercialism of gift giving. Now, before the poem gained wide popularity, American ideas had varied considerably about Saint Nicholas and other. Christmastide visitors. So a visit from St. Nicholas eventually was even set to music, and it has been recorded by many artists. Now, there is a legend. According to legend, the visit was composed by Clement Clark Moore, as I previously said, and it was supposedly a very snowy winter's day during a shopping trip on a sleigh, and his inspiration for the character of St. Nicholas was a local Dutch handyman as well as the historical St. Nicholas that is from the 4th century. Now, having lived in Holland, I can tell you that St. Nicholas is actually a very revered day. We celebrated in Holland on December 6th. And, it, and the Dutch children leave their shoes out for St. Nicholas to come and to fill the shoes. Now, Amor originated many of the features that are associated with Santa Claus while borrowing other aspects as well, just like the reindeer, which reindeer you see in Norway if you go up to the Scandinavian countries. The uh, poem being published anonymously in the Troy, New York Sentinel on the 23rd of December, 1823, was uh, sent there by a friend of Moore, actually, and then was reprinted frequently thereafter with no name attached, and it, uh, it wasn't until... 1837, when it was attributed to Moore by him acknowledging authorship. He included it in one of his books of poetry, actually, in 19, I mean, not 19, 1844. But by then, the original publisher and at least seven others had already acknowledged his authorship. But because he had a reputation as an, you know, an erudite professor, he didn't want his name actually Attributed to it at first because he thought it was an on, unschlo- you know, a very on scholarly verse. It was just done for fun. But finally, he did include it in his anthology at the insistence of his own children for whom he had originally written the piece. And I really liked that that he had originally written that for his own kids. So think about that, how many times you write little verses for your kids that maybe it could become something that becomes, you know, more in the popular culture. Now, his conception of Claus or St. Nicholas was borrowed from his good friend, Washington Irving. And more portrayed the jolly old elf as arriving on Christmas Eve rather than Christmas Day. And there was a good reason behind this. In 1823, at that time when he wrote the poem, Christmas Day was kind of overtaking New Year's Day as the preferred genteel Family holiday of the season. And some Protestants viewed Christmas as the result of a Catholic ignorance and deception. And they really didn't like it. So by having St. Nicholas arrive the night before on Christmas Eve, Moore actually shifted the focus away from Christmas Day with its very problematic religious associations and made Christmas Eve more of an appropriate commercialized day more for the kids. And as a result, this was a quote, New Yorkers embraced Moore's child-centered version of Christmas as if they had been doing it all their lives. And in an American anthology, which um, was it's an anthology that's from 1787 to 1900, The editor, Edmund Clarence Stedman, reprinted the Moore version of the poem, and he actually included the German spelling of Donder and Blitzen. Instead of Donner and Blitzen, he put Donder and Blitzen, and then that was actually adapted from the Dutch version. Because in Dutch, it would be donder and blixem. Uh, in those days, it was dunder and blixem. But I wonder how many people actually know that what it actually meant, what those translate to are thunder and lightning. So donner and blixen, donder and blitzen, dunder and blixem is actually thunder and lightning. So that was a little bit of what the reindeers were uh, talking about. But this, I think, is probably one of the, the most favorite poems that we have about Christmas. And I know for me, it, w- it is definitely my very personal favorite. And I would like to say I have memorized the whole thing, but I, I only have memorized part of it. So how much do you know? Do you remember? Do you remember all of the poem? Do you know that about St. Nick, so lively and quick? Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk more about Christmas. This is our Christmas celebration. We are lighting the candles and arriving on our sleigh. And I do have my Santa Claus hat on. I know you can't see me, but if you could, you can, uh, you can look on the website and you'll see me there. We'll be back in a bit. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is our Christmas special Ho, 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 and a holly, holly Christmas to you. Back right away. Don't go away. star
0: you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business
1: well, we'll let you play your own Christmas music, but I will ring the sleigh bells for you. Thank you for staying with us here. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. My new book, Growing with the Goddess Gardener, is now out. So visit CynthiaBryan.com and go to our online store, or if you just click on books, you will um, you will find it there. It's a great little gift book, a little small book. You can put it in into baskets or you know stockings or whatever and i think that you will really like it and you're going to get the best prices at the website plus um then uh, the 25 percent goes to be the star you are charity you can buy it online at amazon or your favorite retailer but then they don't give any money to charity at all so cynthiabryan.com is the place that you want to go Well, have you lit the night up yet? I have been working on lighting the night for the past few weeks, and it really has become fun. I had to, because um, of an injury, I wasn't able to do it last year, so this year I've kind of gone all out. And it was a huge holiday tradition for our family of seven to um, pile into our old station wagon and head to the hills of San Francisco when I was a child to experience that beauty of the decorated homes and Pacific Heights. We called our favorite street Teddy Bear Lane. And since we were so young, we didn't know its real name. And of course, I actually still don't know where it was. But it was this spectacular uh, street. It was a full block of these beautiful Victorians. And they were all lit up with teddy bears in the windows flanked by flickering candles. There was another street that had sparkling reindeer and glistening snowmen and Some had nativity scenes, and some even showcased Santa in the sleigh on the steep rooftops. And gardens twinkled with illumination, making the night very merry and bright. And after all the oohing and aahing, we would head to Fisherman's Wharf, where we would pick up some fresh crabs for our Christmas Eve meal. And then we would wander down to Ghirardelli Square, of course, and you had to have a cup of hot cocoa. Now... All year long, we would save some coins because when we got down to Guridelli, there would always be that man from the Salvation Army ringing his bell, and we would deposit our coins in the bucket so that we could help you know, other children have a festive celebration as well, or at least that's what we were hoping that our coins were doing. So we, on the way home, of course, we'd all fall asleep. we dream of those sugar plums, those teddy bears, those star-studded skies, and the busy elves, because it was like a two-hour ride back to our ranch, and we couldn't wait. We were so excited about the season. It was a deeply satisfying annual excursion, the kind that etches itself into one's memory forever, and sometimes... We would, uh, you know, can you imagine all five of us, the seats would be laid, you know, laid down flat on the back of the station wagon. And we'd have our blankets and our pillows and we would all snuggle up together. And a lot of times, though, we'd be on our backs looking out the window, trying to look for Santa Going across the night sky, how many times did any of you who believe in Santa? How many times did you do that? And how many times did you see Santa? I swear, every time I I knew Santa and his reindeer were out there. Well, since we lived in the middle of nowhere, down a mile long, you know, lane with no street lamps to light the night, our fear was that Santa wouldn't be able to find our farmhouse, much less our chimney. So to ease our worries, our parents lit up about two acres of our fields, our orchards, and our gardens. And they created this virtual runway as a navigational guide to steer Rudolph to the right place. And we would pull carrots from our vegetable garden to nourish the tired reindeer. And, of course, we would bake those gingerbread cookies as a treat for Jolly St. Nick and accompany it with a big glass of milk and a note of gratitude for his generosity. And we hoped that his list had us checked off as being nice instead of naughty. I mean, it it always seems kids uh, tend to get a lot more obedient as December rolls around. I know that we did. So this December, though, as I drive around local neighborhoods, I am reliving that joyfulness of my youth. Without having to drive to Teddy Bear Lane in San Francisco, because I find that residents who celebrate Christmas seem to really want to adorn their houses and trees and shrubs and gardens with garlands and wreaths and ornaments and twinkling lights of every color the decor is so rich and festive and fun, and it takes time and patience, I know, to unravel um, unravel a string of lights, especially if they're from a previous year, but the rewards are worth the trouble. This year, what I did is I actually bought um, some brand new big lights for the driveway, and it did take me a while. I did all of the decorations by myself. And I, I lit all the trees up, and it turned out really great. And I did find on my way home from work last night, it can, because it gets dark so early right now, in fact, tomorrow will be the shortest day of the year. That's amazing when you have the shortest day of the year. And so it gets dark around a little bit before 5 o'clock, and I can't imagine living you know in the north pole where it's either 24 hours dark or 24 hours light depending on what time of year you were there and i have to say that um that last night when I was driving up my driveway I noticed that because we've had some very heavy winds uh, lately that some of my lights had blown down so I stopped of course and I got out in the dark and fixed all the lights and that made me really really happy but it looks so pretty driving in and it definitely you know it looks like um, a festive occasion and I hope that other people are enjoying it as much as I am because I'm enjoying everybody else's lights. But I was going to say about the North Pole. Uh, Several years ago, I did a television show. It was in the summer in the North Pole, and it took a very long um, time to get there. I mean, and I think we had to fly into Trondheim, uh, which is, I don't know how, it's in Norway, but it's far, far, far North Anyway, when we finally got to our destination to do this show, we were all exhausted and went to bed and it was night, it was nighttime, however, it was still light. And I woke up and it said three o'clock and I thought I, I had missed my shoot I thought it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon because it was bright, bright, bright out. But it was 3 o'clock in the morning. And I'll never forget that, how I jostled out of sleep. And I was dead tired from jet lag. And I still had a few more hours that I could sleep, but... In those days, I didn't have any eye patches or anything to put over my eyes, so the the sun just woke me up, but that was very, it was interesting. So I want to go into the garden for a bit, just for December garden, because aside from raking leaves and mulching and planting cover crops and transplanting cuttings, there's not a whole lot to do in your December garden. And across the country, most landscapes are setting in for their winter slumber. So with less chores to accomplish, I champion a different decorating challenge every day. And my final goal was to have the house completely decorated by the shortest day of the year. And I can tell you today, I've already accomplished that. So the driveway and my house is shimmering and glimmering in the glinting moonlight and tomorrow though I'm going to be snipping some more fresh redwood cypress and pine boughs because I want the fresh smells to add to my doors and windows and um and my indoor displays so that it really smells Christmassy because there's just something about conifers, you know, that add to that whole Christmas spirit. I do have poinsettias on the porch. I have vases of Blooming Narcissi perfuming actually right here on my desk as I'm looking at it now. And then I put them in bathrooms and Amaryllis is budding in anticipation and it should be appearing probably right about the same time that St. Nick will be coming down the, the, um, the chimney. So it is an enchanted time of year, and I encourage everyone to take time to savor the seconds with family and friends as you watch the lights of the nights. Offer your heart and bequeath your soul, and give suggestions that cost you absolutely nothing, include forgiving someone who has injured you, being a role model to young people, providing kindness to all, and especially respecting and loving yourself as Norman Vincent Peale wrote Christmas waves a magic wand over this world and behold everything is softer and more beautiful so I really wish the magic of this blessed time to shine a light on you and your loved ones and um, and that you really have a wonderful wonderful Christmas and for those who are still celebrating Hanukkah uh, happy Hanukkah and I know that the day after Christmas Kwanzaa begins, so that's another celebration. So I find that December is a whole time of celebrations. So these are some gardening guides for you to do in the next few, um, few days if you want to clean up your yard and just get it ready for you know, Christmas, the end of Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. You can clean the dead leaves from any bearded iris, and that will prevent rot and insect hideouts. Again, cut the boughs of evergreens to mold into wreaths and garlands and that is going to um, make your house smell good and it'll really look really really Christmassy and holiday festive. You want to plant a cover crop to increase nitrogen and protect against winter erosion. Some of the best things to plant are fava beans, clover, vetch, and mustard. You could go to rareseeds.com or sowtruseed.com and you'll find something there. Uh, I had said earlier, give the gift of my new book, Growing with a Goddess Gardener. It's 12 months of inspiration and gardening tips that'll really sustain your inner gardener with a full year of kindness and happiness thrown in just so that you'll enjoy nature more. Go to CynthiaBryan.com and go to the online store or just go to books and a donation will be made to the charity. Oh, and what I forgot to mention is when you order directly from cynthiabryan.com you're you're not only going to get an autograph copy you're going to get a whole bunch of other goodies that you wouldn't get if you buy the book elsewhere you'll get um you'll get some seeds that you um that are worth something and bookmark and just some things i won't even tell you about but you're going to get some extra things feed the birds baby it's cold outside and our birds need food and shelter so make sure to clean your birdhouses and feeders regularly watch for rats and mice as the cold weather begins the vermin seek a warm bed and they want easy to find food so they're going to find those holes that are in your foundation that are l- less than a quarter a rat can squeeze through a hole less than a quarter. So. Walk around your house if it's not snowing where you are, and see if you see any tiny little holes. And that goes for garage doors or any doors that can go inside. Check plants that you've brought inside for the winter for any insect infestations. And if you see anything, hose it down or spray with a mixture. Of dish wa- dishwashing detergent and water and then let it dry and then bring them in because otherwise you're going to infest your entire house and you don't want that to happen. If you have a Hanukkah bush or Christmas trees, make sure you fill that container with water. If you purchase a cut tree, make sure it has plenty of water throughout the month until the time that you put it to the curb because indoor heat quickly dries out any conifer and a dried out conifer is a fire danger. Now cover your frost tender plants with burlap, with sheets, newspaper or straw and then be on the alert for swift temperature swings. For example, what's happening here in Northern California, we are having 70 degree days and we are having 30 degree nights. So we have a 40-plus degree change because it has gotten down into the 20s. So it'll—it's so interesting. You have a fountain, or you have a bird bath. During the day, it's thawed out, and the birds are flying, you know, or are, are giving themselves baths. And at night, it freezes. And I walk around my garden in the morning early, and it's—you know—if birds could ice skate, they could ice skate on it. Remove the longer canes from wisteria. If you grow wisteria, it's better to prune them now because otherwise they're just going to um, get very, very long and willowy and they won't have blooms on them. It's time to prune crepe myrtles and fruit trees once all the leaves have dropped. Rake leaves as they fall and add to the compost pile. Allow a quarter inch to an inch of leaves to remain in the soil and then you can compost the rest. You can peruse your garden catalogs and read books about landscaping as you curl up with a cup of hot chocolate or or um, some maybe some licorice cinnamon tea. That's really delicious. If you haven't had it, you should try to find some. It's really good. You can even make your own. Prevent snails and slugs from devouring your plants by adding copper strips, um, or you could put some bowls of stale beer if you're a beer drinker to the perimeter of your garden and just let this the snails and slugs go get drunk. They actually don't get drunk. They're actually just attracted to the hops. And what happens is they drown. So uh, there's guavas that are falling now. You can make jams and juices. Just go ahead and pick them up. Add a bow of freshly um, picked Meyer lemons to your countertop as a useful culinary display fill your christmas tree or hanukkah bush with every family ornament that you've ever been saving for years because nostalgia always reigns supreme if you haven't uh, don't have a tree you might want to buy a small living cypress tree to use as an inexpensive christmas tree in lieu of a cut fir i've seen some st- uh, stores selling them like they're 3 or 4 feet tall and they're less than $8 so that's i've heard people say oh trees are too expensive you can buy these in a In a pot for less than $8, and then you can have it for next year. Visit an Asian market to buy some delicious exotic dragon fruit. It's so pretty and red on the outside, white with kind of polka dot black spots on the inside and really, really good. Select colorful and easy to grow crotons or ginger plants to add a fantasy island fling to your festivities. If you are in the snow, the snow plants are beginning to sprout, so check them out. And then again, I don't want you to forget, make a tax-deductible donation to help with the California fire disaster relief. Go to be the org. Every dollar counts. And it is the season of giving and sharing. So give, give generously, and then have yourself, of course, a very Merry Christmas. So we'll be back from break in a bit. And we have more Christmas fun coming with you. So stay with me. I'm Cynthia Bryan. We're coming to you live on the Voice America Network. And I've got to get on my sleigh just for a little break. Be right back.
0: the star you are. Be the star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the star you are, the star you are. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. Be the star you are. .org. Dare to care. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well,
1: we are back. My good friend, Karen Kitchell, who was president of Cheerful Givers, wrote a very short little article for the Be The Star You Are newsletter for December, and it was called Give Blank Checks for Christmas. And I thought it was such a great gift-giving idea that I want to share it with you. And so this is by Karen Kitchell. I believe one of the greatest benefits of the holiday season is that so many people get into the giving spirit. And according to an article in the New York Post, 30% of donations to charities are made during December. So I started to wonder at what point in a person's life do they have a desire to give? Would a five-year-old or a teenager on their own send their hard-earned dollar to Haiti? Probably not. Yet once that child or teen experiences the thrill of knowing that they helped to feed a hungry child or made it possible for someone to get a pair of mittens to wear on their cold hands, they'll probably want to do it again. So that thought is what gave me the idea of sending blank checks in the amount of $10 to each of my children, my nieces, and nephews along with a small token gift. My checks are always tucked into a Christmas card where I explain how they get to choose any charity they wish To fill in the pay to line. And I hope that they enjoy the gift of giving as much as I do. Last year, I was thrilled when I received a beautiful card signed by all nine nephews and nieces with a note about where their blank check was going to be donated. The gift of giving has to be the greatest gift of all. Wasn't that a great idea? I thought that was a super idea. So if you don't really know what to do, write a blank check. And give it to somebody, and it can be for any amount, to give to the charity of their choice. Well, Cherubon, who said, moon and stars are giving light. With gift of nature's giving, we complete the cycle of living. So let us give from our mind, our hands, and our heart. To the world. So with Christmas coming on Monday, December 25th, and Kwanzaa starting the next day, I thought that it's a good time to deck the halls, wrap the last minute gifts and set that table for a holiday feast. And if you're going to be away from home for the holidays, remember to button down your house to prevent frozen pipes and other potential snafus. So here are a few things that I wanted to tell you about so that you can avoid any problems uh, during the holidays. First of all is um, let's avoid any holiday scams because at this busy time of year, you need to be especially vigilant to avoid the bogus websites, the fake emails, and the phone calls that fraudsters set up to take advantage of you or otherwise steal your holiday cheer. And I've already had them contacting me and it, you know I have to delete and I don't answer and all of that. So I know that it's happening to you. So if you get an email or a phone call from someone claiming to be from the, uh, the U.S. Postal Service or UPS or that you're told that you have a package waiting for delivery or that someone else received a package that was inter- uh, intended for you and, you know, that they, they're trying to contact the recipient, just don't, don't fall for it. The fix is the U.S. Postal Service says it doesn't call or email people requesting any information, and if there's a problem with a postal delivery or they need to verify They'll attempt a visit to the location in person. Cro- uh, you know, crooks are asking for personal data because they can use it along with the other data that's out there that's been collected to apply for credit in your name. So. Just don't fall for it. If a request for personal information comes in over the phone, don't be swayed to respond. Even if your caller ID displays a number that looks like it originates from USPS or um, from or from you know somebody you know, the new thing that I'm noticing now is that fraudsters are able to call from your own area code, so it looks like it's somebody you know, and then. Don't go to fake retail sites. You might come across an item you want at a super low price being sold at a website you never heard of. And to make the purchase, you got to put in your credit card number. You know, don't buy until you've researched the site. That's the thing. Um, Be really careful. Protect yourself by looking up the seller at maybe Better Business Bureau, which is BBB.org. You can do a web search of the company's name, or you could do reviews, or you can look under complaints. You can also look. Um, you can also look. Uh, you know, under Yelp, and then the other scam is a classified ad. Come on, because you find that perfect gift, but it's not being sold in a store. Instead, it's listed in a classified ad, like on Craigslist or Backpage. And to buy it, the vendor says you have to make a wire transfer or use an online service. Don't do it. Don't send money to people you don't know, because the person who placed that classified ad could be a scammer probably located overseas somewhere and this is what the authorities are telling you so if you want to make a purchase based on a classified ad craigslist suggests that you deal only with local sellers who you can meet in person and usually now you can go and meet people in person at the police station a lot of police stations have decided that that's a good a good place to do it Now, get in your house ready before you travel. If you have plans to be away over the holidays, do a quick refrigerator clean out, adjust the thermostat, prep your pipes to prevent freezing before you go. I actually turn off all my water uh, to inside and outside at the main water line before I leave because, as you may remember, two years ago, went to Hawaii for a holiday vacation, came back to um, a major flood in my house, raining from the ceiling. So it's just easier to turn it off. And if you do that, you usually have to unplug your hot water heater. Light up the night on the solstice, the winter solstice, which is the shortest day and the longest night of the year. You can ward off the dark and celebrate the turn towards longer days with candles or a nice blazing fire in your fireplace. Get your uh, gifts wrapped and delivered. Stock up on tape. There never seems to be enough. Gift tags. What I like to do is recycle old cards, and you can make gift tags from old cards, and that way you're saving trees. Don't, uh, you know, you have to check your list twice. You don't want to forget anybody. Go ahead and set your holiday table now. If you're going to be hosting a meal over the holidays, that takes one stressor off your plate. You know, fresh greenery down the center, some candles. You can do some personalized place cards. Makes your table feel extra special. And I just I just go outside and you can even just cut boxwood. Most people have some kind of greenery in their yard. Kwanzaa. It begins the day after Christmas, and it continues through January 1st. So if you're going to be celebrating, get ready by setting up your canara, which holds seven candles on a console table in the entry or on the dining table. And then finish decking the halls. If you like to wait until Christmas to decorate your tree, the time has finally arrived. Put up your ornaments, lights, garlands, sit back, and then enjoy that twinkly glow. And again, I'm going to tell you to give back. Embrace that spirit of giving this season in a way that works for you. I mean, we hope that you want to donate to Be The Star You Are and go to BeTheStarYouAre.org. But everybody has their own favorite charity. And then a lot of people, they adopt a family and they give food, whatever it is. Volunteer your time in a soup kitchen, help out on a community cleanup, you know, go and do something in a, a nature reserve. Whatever it is, just give back. The holidays can bring such joyous moments, and those fireplace gatherings can also leave some stuff behind. So I want to give you a few um, ways to clean up for the holidays, you know, because decorated trees produce sticky, sticky Uh You might have the bouche de Noël that leaves the chocolate stains on the tablecloth, but we don't want to let any of these things get us down. Because it might be your true love that made them, and you don't want to have holiday stains. So here are a few easy cleanups. Christmas tree sap. And I, I just love all of these ideas because sometimes we just, you know, you kind of run for a commercial product, but most of these are things that are just at your fingertips. If you get tree sap on your rug or carpet fabric, All you have to do is place some dishwashing detergent on your fingertip, rub it into the sap. Now, rub it into the sap, until the sap breaks up, and then wipe the area with a wet cloth until all the sap is removed. Rinse it and let it air dry. Candle wax. This is my very favorite because I am one of these people, I love to burn candles, and I always have lots of candles burning in my house, and inevitably... I get a candle where the wax runs. And it runs onto my tablecloth or it runs onto my wood. So to remove wax on a tablecloth, you rub it first with an ice cube. And what that does is it hardens it. Then you use a butter knife to scrape off as much as you can. Now, you're still going to have wax. So then you place a paper bag. I just do a brown paper bag over the area. And I take a warm iron and you rub it. You put the iron over it. Woo! The wax liquefies, absorbs into the paper, and then if there's any residual uh, left, you can just uh, treat it with rubbing alcohol. You let the alcohol sit for about 15 minutes, rub it with a bar of soap, wash the cloth in the washing machine, air dry, and it's gone. Soot. Now, if you are are, um, a pyro, if you like having real fires like I do, and I do have a real fireplace, which I love. Whatever you do, don't try to wipe the soot off with a wet cloth or a sponge because soot is oily. As you probably know from chemistry, water and oil don't mix. So instead, use a dry sponge to remove as much soot as you can. And if you have a few smears that won't come off, you can dip a corner into the sponge and rub alcohol on it to remain, um, you know, to get the remaining off. Water rings. Now, this one you may know. It's been around a long time, but it's such an easy fix. When you have guests over, you usually, you know, I try to put out coasters, but inevitably somebody sets their glass down on my wood um, table. And and when they set it down, very often I'll get a mark be- from the water or the wine or whatever it is. So a simple way to m- remove that ring is to dip your finger Ingest um, some mayonnaise, you know, get take some get a spoon. Don't dip your finger. Take a get a spoon and put it in a bowl and then dip your finger in the bowl. Smear the mayonnaise on the stain and the oil of the mayonnaise absorbs into the wood and it takes the stain away. And you can just take a damp cloth then and wipe away any remaining mayo on the wood wood surface and it's fine. Now, what about that red wine? Well, some people say to remove a red wine stain, use white wine, but hey, who wants to waste good wine (laughs) to get rid of a stain? The easiest thing is to either uh, sprinkle table salt to absorb the wine, or you can do baking soda. And then you dab the area with hydrogen peroxide. So that's a good reason to go get baking soda and hydrogen peroxide and have them in your cupboard and then um and you put a white rag on top of that until the color stops coming off then i actually pour hydrogen peroxide and it can be as small as three percent solution that's sold at, you know the drugstores it's like 99 cents you let it sit for about 30 minutes and then put a cloth on it and the stain, the stain just disappears Dairy, start by blotting the area so you absorb as much of the dairy product as uh, possible. And then dilute the stain with cool water. You don't want to use hot water because what happens is if that's milk, it's going to cook the milk. So you just want to have cold water and keep uh, blotting the diluted stain until you've removed it. And then rinse with um, warm water. Now turkey, a lot of people have turkey at Christmas and if you get that grease, again, rubbing alcohol, even vodka can work over the greasy stain. But again, why why, uh, you know, why ruin the vodka? You let it sit for 20 minutes and then rub with the bar of soap on the stain. And then you can rub it further with your fingers and just add a few drops of water to make a lather. Place fabric uh, into the wash machine if it is a washable fabric and then let it air dry and that will take out the stain. A lot of people drink coffee, and coffee stains can easily be removed with club soda. And actually, club soda is pretty good to um, for most stains. You can actually put it in a spray bottle and spritz your stains, and then that'll get rid of it. And if the stain is being stubborn, you can add some borax powder to the club soda, and that gives it a little bit of a boost and then, you know, dry cloth. Now, what about lipstick? Everybody's kissing uh, or hugging, and you get lipstick on your sweater or whatever. You can remove lipstick the same way you remove candle wax. And the way that is is you can place the stained fabric in the freezer. It's a little bit different so that the lipstick hardens. And then you can scrape off as much as you can with a butter knife and then dab the stain with an alcohol-soaked white cloth and continue dabbing until you no longer see the color. And then you can run the napkin or fabric in the washer, or you can let it air dry. And if the stain or oily spot remains, you just can remove, you know, repeat that process. And you can also use the paper bag and the uh, iron, as I was saying uh, earlier. Now, um, blood. Now, that's something, you know, when you're carving that prime rib or carving your turkey, whatever it is that you eat at Christmas Sometimes you cut your finger, and the key to cleaning up blood stains is to get to it as soon as possible. Blood usually comes off most fabrics with a little soap and cold water, but um, here's an even better solution just use that hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide or baking soda, those seem to be just the magic bullets that you'll want to use. So try some of those. Now, um, I hope that those are just a few good things that will help you. Now, I want to help you just create a warm welcome. We only have a few more minutes, but the favorite way to light up any season is a brilliant array of paper luminaries. Now, we, we call them luminaries. We always did our ranch where we would put Paper bags, and you put can you put gravel in the bottom, and then we put candles in it. Now that could be dangerous fire wise, especially this year in California. So perhaps a better idea is to get the um, those LED lamp candle lights, or the ones that you just you know you turn a button there, and they're powered by these little batteries, and put them in. The, in your bags with the gravel and they really light up a driveway and it's very pretty We uh, where I grew up um, all the neighbors, all the ranchers would light them and we would have five or six miles of luminarias. You could also do paper whites you know, a uh, paper white, get some of those narcissists and get those in your house to give the beautiful scent of flowers if you have a mailbox make sure to drape your mailbox Spruce it up with um, some, either some festive conifer branches, maybe a pine garland, um, and a red ribbon. That would be great. You can also hang vintage ornaments on your trees outside if you, that really looks pretty just to hang some trees if you're putting on a Christmas dinner make your own napkin rings and just do that if you have pine cones or even uh, magnolia cones and just a red ribbon or even just a piece of boxwood or uh, redwood or anything like that that will be perfect and if you can't smell Christmas coming, you how about putting in some Christmas rolls into the oven? I'm making persimmon pudding because I just picked my persimmons, and that's always a, been a, tr- a Christmas tradition in our family. So whatever you do, we want you to have a very, very, very Merry Christmas, and I thank you so much for being such wonderful listeners and letting me be with you to be your lifestyle coach at least once a week here on Star Style Be The Star You Are make sure you're tuned in from 4 to 5 every Wednesday live here on Voice America Network the Empowerment Channel you can also find past shows in the archives or visit starstyleradio.com. To make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity, visit be the star you And my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you. And I do hope you'll pick up a book this year and this week, especially to give as a gift. And I hope it's Growing with the Goddess Gardener or one of my other six books. Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, Be the Star You Are, Be the Star You Are for Teens, The business of Show Business, and several others. So remember that you are the greatest, you are the best, you are the coolest, you have something to offer this world, and until next week when we celebrate again, always know that love will win, kindness prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan for Star Style thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, and make a difference. And happy Christmas to you all and to all a good night.
0: Be the star you are, the star you are.